I want to make sure that we capture everything that we say about this episode because it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was doing while I was waiting for you? I was looking up like noise canceling headphones to be able to sleep comfortably in because I haven't had a good night's sleep in probably like four years. I have these now permanent bags under my eyes that just must, must be like part of turning 40. But I'm like, I, I started wa- wearing my watch at night to actually, like, track my sleep. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I told Tyler, like, I probably, I probably woke you up at least 10 times being like, you're snoring. Turn over. I love you. <laughs> you're snoring. Turn over. I love you. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. Now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there there be be better better friends watching Friends? How are you? Everything good? Everything's fine. Other than lack of sleep and feeling really overwhelmed at work. I'm great. I'm, I'm surviving. Things are fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine. fine. (laughs) How are you? Well, I poured soy sauce all over my French toast this morning, so that really started the day off great. I am fine. (laughs) I feel like we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm not sleeping well. I don't know why. I'm having bad nightmares. I don't know what's going on. But it was like mid 60s today. It was so n- oh. nice out. And then I just heard from my sister that there's a snowstorm there and like yeah. trees are falling down. <laughs> yeah, it randomly started snowing today. Like, I think in Grass Valley, it, st- it started snowing. And within five hours, they had like seven inches of snow. It was something like bizarre. Oh, my God. My sister lives almost all the way to, uh, I don't know, she's far and they have snow and trees falling down. Well, our our fence flew down. I was homesick and just watched it blow over. <laughs> that was fun. Um, also, did I tell you that a family friend of Court's has Havanese puppies? <gasps> no. And they're very cute. I haven't met them in person. Oh so I will say I'm a big proponent of rescue dogs. Yeah. But I recently heard a really funny stand-up comedian talk about like how pretentious rescue people are and they're like oh I rescued like why would you pay for he has a really good point I'm gonna like totally butcher it but talking about how rescue dogs are usually like the ones that have been abused and he was he's just like by buying purebred dogs, I prevent them from going through the rescue process. So <laughs> I'm really the one who's rescuing them. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I also don't want a puppy. That's the, I, I yeah, can't do a puppy. Because that's like another baby. I, no thanks. She's like finally independent now. And I can't, I can't go back. I can't, I don't know how anybody has another kid. I can't do it. <laughs> I love the way she dances. It's, oh my god! So okay, with those videos that you sent me, the, especially the one that where she's wearing the like big yellow pants with the, like the diaper booty, mm-hmm. I I was like Tyler, look, she's dancing like Sarah. She has Sarah's <laughs> moves. 
does it all the time now. It's so amazing. She anytime music comes on, she'll be like, she's like, she'll oh, just like she'll just start being like, yeah, she's like, like feeling this. it. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> My hair has going like I'm getting all the new hair now. Oh, it's just like. Also, it's in my it's in my sideburns. They grow like out. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I remember I couldn't I couldn't wear a ponytail for a really long time because of the tufts out of like the side. It's so wild. I was like, oh, I haven't gone through any of that. And then when I stopped pumping, I noticed like my hair's kind of. I'm having all this like weird sideburn stuff. And then I got my hair cut like two weeks ago, and she was like, oh yeah, you're having. You have a lot of new growth. The underside where I have all my little curls, it's just like tight, tight, tight little like perm curls that just go like frizz. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, I was going to say when you first came on, your hair looks really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I got um, I got a little bit of the highlights put in, but I bought a I bought myself a fancy blow dryer Ooh. as part of my attempt to like get myself back. Uh, I my convoluted logic was like i don't make time to shower or like i don't feel good about myself ever because i just am like wearing gym clothes and like don't ever have time to shower or don't make time there's time i don't make time to take care of myself and then i wasn't washing my hair and i was like drowning my head in dry shampoo the last time i got my hair done she was like you you're giving your scalp like you have like scalp acne because it's all it's just like can't breathe because you're just like so i was like trying not to wash my hair too much and then i went too far that way and so and i told myself like maybe i would feel more motivated to actually like shower and get my hair wet um if i like invested in a nice blow dryer that like works really fast that has all these fancy things so i got Mm -hmm. the shark one from costco and it's awesome and it has a little like brush attachment that goes on the front so i can just like it's like having a round brush but you don't have to hold two things you just kind of like put the blow dryer under like that and so oh anyway i dried my hair and then you're supposed to do like a shot of cold air at the end to like seal in your look i don't know but I think my hair, I, it's like an, I haven't had a good blow dryer for, I've had the same one for like 20 years. So I told myself, like, maybe I'll feel better about myself, feel more motivated to like exercise and shower if I get a blow dryer. <laughs> hey, it's the little things. And and you look really good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I just got color too, like two weeks ago. So it's, and I washed it and dried it today. And it was sunny. So I'm in like, aside from the soy sauce incident this morning, I'm in like (laughs) a good state today. This is season two, episode five, the one with five steaks and an eggplant. Uh, The director was Ellen Gittleson. And I hadn't, I, I did not recognize her name. So I looked her up and this is the only Friends episode she directed. And she's done a lot of like single or just a handful of episodes of some really popular shows in the 90s and 2000s. But there were like a couple shows that she did a lot of, which was worth noting. So she directed 86 episodes of Half and Half, 64 episodes of Living Single, and then like about 20 of French Prince and A Different World. Which one was a different world? You would totally like. I, so I, I was like, I recognize the name, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I've ever watched it. 
Um, but if you saw the like cast, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Was it a soap? No, it was. I, I think it was a comedy. Oh, I'm probably thinking of as the world turns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all the rest of her like IMDb was like one episode of this, two episodes of that for like a lot of them. Mm. So I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. Yes, it is interesting. And her name was what was her last name again? Gittleson. Gittleson. Get, like, like Skittles. That. Like Skittles, son. Yeah. <laughs> but Gittles? But Gittles. <laughs> um, this different world show was created by Bill Cosby and has Lisa Bonet and yes. um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I didn't know it was Jada Pinkett Smith. And, a bun- and Sinbad and a bunch of other people. Oh. Aretha Franklin did the theme song for seasons two through five and Boys to Men did season six. Oh, yeah. Writers were Kaufman and Crane and then also Chris Brown. And Chris Brown only wrote two other episodes, which I think were both really good. Um, one was in season one, the one where Rachel finds out. And the, ne- the only other one was season three, the one with the chick and the duck. That's a good one. I did not like this episode. I didn't really either. I had a lot. Of, I was like, nobody really talks about this stuff when they're 24, however old they're supposed to be. Or even now, we'll get into it. But uh, it aired on October 19th, 95. And I know that because I had an issue with a flyer later that has a date on it. So oh, I looked at the date. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, the internet had lots to say about this episode nothing really good either (laughs) which we can share in a minute but let's dive into some trivia okay you'll know this one joey told us how the pain of a jellyfish sting could be alleviated how by peeing on it a great job thanks you'll know this one too which friend does not believe in evolution phoebe yeah that's a relatively recent one yeah i love her in that one She gave Ross a run for his money. She did. Number three, Ross and Monica tried desperately to get on camera on what TV show? Oh, my gosh. Uh, The Rock and Eve. Um, Dick Clark's Rock and Eve. Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. Good job. Yes. Yes. You're you're three for three. This is the best I think I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see how you do on this one. How did Rachel and Monica decide who got the last condom? Oh my god, I remember this one. Was it based on was it based on the the last No, the last time one of them had sex? No. I don't know. Rock paper scissors. Oh. I wouldn't have got that one. Darn it. I w- wouldn't know this one either. What was Eddie's pet fish's name? <laughs> I liked Eddie. I don't know. Buddy. No, I would not. Nope. There's been a couple questions about that were very specific about Eddie. I'm going to need to restudy the Eddie episode. He was a great character. Like if ever there was a person more eccentric than Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely more awkward and creepy. For sure. Do you have any back facts or corrections or anything? No. I got nothing. No, I... And... I've got like even my summary. I had, I just didn't have like the heart for this one. <laughs> like I couldn't think of a good summary other than like T 
team rich fights against team poor and they don't know how to talk about money. And Chandler gets real creepy real fast trying to get in a girl's <laughs> pants. Like that's all it that's all this episode is about. That really sums it up. Yeah. What's the C? So there's A, B, C. I couldn't figure that out. I thought there was only two. Oh, it's Monica getting fired. But I feel like that was part of like her comeuppance for like being on Team Rich. I don't know. I I thought that that was kind of like like the full circle of the whole money issue. I have plenty of friends who make more money than me and I've never... <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm not like in a group of six people who do everything all the time, but it's true. I I've never had these. I've I've been like, oh, I can't afford to do that, and then I just don't do the thing. It's never like I'm pressured into doing it, or like, that's no. my own choice. You have to have boundaries. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> as a therapist, I felt very upset about a lot of what was going on. <laughs> well, yeah, because like the whole basis of this episode is that like they can't communicate their feelings (laughs) like there's three who don't make a lot of money and three are who are well off and there's a conflict around ross's birthday how they want to spend their time and no one's communicating about like why this is hard for either side and i will say there's a spirited reddit debate about whose side are you on are you on like team rich or team poor and there's like 273 responses in the thread (laughs) oh lots of people weighed in what was the majority rich or poor so it was interesting because i i did i did first of all i did not read all of them but i skimmed through a lot of them and for the most part i think people sided with phoebe rachel and joey being on the poorer side and feeling bad about like not making enough money but i I think overall there's a shift in the episode where like you're kind of on their side in the beginning and then things tip when ross monica and chandler they try and bring them in and say like it doesn't matter like we'll we'll take you like We'll support you. Like, we'll pay for your tickets. And then the bitterness takes over and it just gets really ugly on both sides. And everyone's like, well, it just all fell apart. Yeah. It didn't even seem like they asked about like, oh, do you, why do they all have to buy him a cake? Why do they all have to buy him the same gift? And why do they all have to do a thing after the gift? Like, what they can just do... Like, if you want to buy your friend tickets to Hootie, then just buy. Like, you don't all... Or be like, hey, do you all want to go to this? Let's all get a ticket. And then be like, oh, no, I can't, but I'll see you guys after. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Like, there's no compromises. It's all, like, it's all equal or nothing. Mm-hmm. And, like, a whole lot of bitterness on all <laughs> ends. There was a really good Glamour article from The Money Issue on May 17th, 2018, which was quite a while after this came out. But it was called Revisiting the Friends episode in which everyone's awkward about money. And the writing, I like check out this article because it's it's actually really funny and talks about all of the major places in the episode where the friends go wrong and basically like choose bitterness over like actual communication and healthy relationship building. <laughs> but For every section, the writer, which is Christopher Rosa, he says, wow, 
Thanks for bringing up that topic, fellow friends and human beings. Let's have an honest conversation about our financial financial situations so we can better set our social expectations moving forward. And then he just dives into like whatever that issue is. But I, I got a real good laugh about that article because it really it is. It's like the whole all of the humanity of the about their friendship is just like out the window. Yeah. And people are acting like total baby brats like yes it's really bad and they there's an there's an episode later where they do there's a thanksgiving one and they like i think i saw this in the behind the scenes of something they like dressed the three girls purposely in like kind of similar orangey thanksgivingy tones and in this one the like three richies were all wearing like denim when they're all like standing presenting their idea it was very strange they like made them a gang yeah, I noticed that too. It like <laughs> it was very us versus them on both sides. Yeah, which they do a lot of in this show and it works a lot, but this like did not work. Yeah. Starting with the like sorry, do you want to jump in? Yes. About... I know I know where you're going with this. Ross <laughs> moping about Julie and <laughs> It's been so long since we watched this that I was like thinking that they'd already broken up. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Julie, can't we just be done with Julie? But then later when she calls, I was like, wait, why is Julie calling? <laughs> I thought they broke up. No, I think she's just on a trip. She's in New Mexico. It <laughs> yeah. turns out. But then someone calls, Chandler doesn't pick up, but someone leaves a message on the answering machine. <laughs> I have to say, too, that Ross and Chandler both look pretty good. They're, like, clean cut. Their clothes aren't too offensive. They, like, fit pretty well. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. And I'd go for either of them, except Ross. (laughs) No, the baggy, oversized shirt sleeves are not as uh, prominent. Yeah. (laughs) And Chandler's shirt works because it's, like, like not a bowling shirt but it's like an oversized it's like supposed to be a little bit oversized and it looks fine it's like a button up yeah it's like his signature his signature collared thing without a vest without it being unbuttoned it's just a shirt i i have to say i really like when they're like dancing i do like (laughs) when he's just like bob here and then they're just like yeah I tried looking up like where Matthew Perry learned his sweet dance moves, but the only thing I could find was this link that came like it was a ton of different articles and ton of different links all about the same thing about how the Joker, which I haven't seen the movie uh, with um, Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, but he apparently does. Here, I'm going to show you. He's doing apparently the Chandler dance on this staircase right here. And so Matthew Perry, like, he posted about it and a bunch of people posted that he, like, took that from Chandler Bing. The side-by-side is really good. The other thing that is happening is Chandler's like, oh, I'm trying this new screening thing. And I was like, do people even know what that means now? Like, Chandler is demonstrating what it is, but um, I was trying to do some research about, like, why, how did that become a thing? Like, why did, was there, like, a shift in people just feeling, like, incredibly introverted or like anxious or what like why does screen become a thing but um this is from the americangenius.com i just thought this was kind of funny uh remember the days when you had a physical answering machine recorder and you screened calls by listening to the first part of the message and then acting like you just ran in the room and you pick up the phone oh hey pam i'm glad you caught me and then came along 
the evil cell phone and you couldn't interrupt a message as a means of screening calls. That's true. There, you can't actually interrupt the message. You yeah. can st- you can still screen calls. You can, but I get anxiety about like people leaving me messages now and I like until visual voicemail came along, I would just like not check my voicemail because I was too anxious to like listen to it and then have to call someone back. Oh my god, I love I love visual voicemail. It's the best. And then I still get anxious and don't call people back and then I see their name there and I'm like, "Oh god, oh god, oh god." <laughs> and then I feel like I have to make up an excuse cuz I let so much time go by, then then I let so much more time go by that I'm like, well, maybe they've forgotten at this point. (laughs) It's just a whole new branch of anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever have a really good voicemail message that you're proud or like a um, answer machine message that you were really proud of? I remember trying to be cool and like, like make funny ones when I was younger, but I don't have any that stand out of like, oh, I'm proud of that. I'm probably, like, if anyone played them back to me, I'd be really embarrassed. <laughs> do you? Uh, no, I really liked theirs. Here comes the beep. You know what to do. But I don't think that we were ever allowed to be involved in the answering machine. Like, my mom always did it. But then when we got our own, our second phone line, which was mostly for the computer, but we, my sister and I used it, um, we got our own answering machine and we could like that was when it was digital and it wasn't tape and you, we could just like record it all the time and my, we'd like rec- like play a song into it or something <laughs> what power you had I know right what angst <laughs> well I had a problem with this just because if this okay first of all how long again how long has it been because if yes. this if this girl Jade is calling Bob and she thinks that this is his number. How long has it been since she's seen him? Because they've clearly lived together for a while in this apartment. Yeah, I had the same problem. Yeah, and it's Joey's voice on the answering machine. So if she's leaving a voice, like it must have been a while since they since she and Bob hooked up. She says it's, I know it's been three years. Oh, does she say that? I missed that. But... That would have to mean that Chandler moved in less than three years ago or basically a year before the show starts, which I guess could work. Like, because if they're like 24, 25, 26, so then he moved in like right after college, I guess that would pan out. I don't trust timelines in this show. No way. (laughs) No, I've got problems later at the end, too. Yeah. And also, like, why is Jade so out of breath? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, my Bob. Well, because she's drunk and naked. <laughs> and naked. <laughs> Bob here. <laughs> I you might okay. Can I tell you my favorite though? When they're sitting there listening to her on the message machine, and she's like, "So you know what I did?" And and Ross is sitting there. Is like, what? <laughs> that was my favorite part of like the whole episode they did a really good job the two of them of like acting without like saying anything that whole time and how they like switch from like bubbly water to beer when they're listening to the message ross has two beers and they're just like (laughs) like oh my god a girl it's so good i just i feel like chandler is just like so gross in this like (laughs) whole thing because and and I actually really appreciate Ross's integrity 
In this, he's being like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is fun. But then he's like, oh, you're taking it too far. <laughs> yeah. After the credits roll, mm-hmm. um, do you remember if your answering machine kept recording once you picked up the phone? Because I thought that would stop the message. Okay. No, that was something I was just like, why does it continue to to play when he's picked up the phone? It was for our benefit. And so, uh, well, Ross, and so Ross could hear it. I mean, he could have just put it on speaker. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen in real life back then. <laughs> no. And then he invites her to Central Perk. Like, can they ever go anywhere else? <laughs> no. It's his turf, though. It's he's true. Com- he's comfortable there. It's true. Oh. I loved how he said having a phone has finally paid off. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because no one calls him, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also says, like, pure evil or horny and alone. I've done this. <laughs> I love that. So we go to the girl's apartment then. Oh, sorry. Really oh. quick. Um, The transition shot. There was a pretty good, like, boat and bridge shot in the transition. It was, like, not just, like, our typical downtown New York. It was, like, oh, out one the of the window? bridges. No, it was just like of like oh. maybe a helicopter or something going over a bridge. But like there was a bridge and then there were like three boats just like hanging out. Oh, I totally <laughs> I, did not even attend to that. Good job. It like, I don't know, it jarred me enough that I like went back and was like, wait, what? Why, why were there so many boats there? Because they were all gathered in like one corner and it looked like there were a ton of boats. Um, But there were just two or three. Hmm. They were just oh. big boats. <laughs> still <laughs> look, at we... bi- look at the big boats <laughs> okay so then we go to the girl's apartment and everyone owes 62 dollars for ross's birthday which again divvying up like everything just seems weird to me and 62 dollars times five seems like a lot of money for someone's birthday in 1995 at 25 or however old they are because they were like, it's the cake and the, I don't the remember. concert and then something else or dinner or oh, something. Oh, maybe if it is the concert, that's not so bad. But tickets used to be so, like, anyway, they, whatever. I remember, okay, dating, that this will date me. I remember <laughs> when tickets to concerts were $30. Yeah, and that was a lot. And, like, that was, like, oh, $30. That was, like, I had to babysit, like, two or three times to pay for that yeah um side note counting crows and dashboard confessional are playing together in seattle in september up and katie jenkins and i had tickets to go see (gasps) counting crows two years ago i think i was pregnant and it was when covid was spiking and they had a like a toddler or not a toddler a, a newborn and we were like uh even though it was outside we were like oh god we can't go and so we got refunds and um, I was also supposed to see Counting Crows in high school and they didn't show up. They got like arrested or something. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> I've been like trying to see Counting Crows my whole life. And uh, I think we're going to, it's in September and I think she and I are going to go <gasps> without kids and without partners. Oh my God, that's so exciting. We'll see. Because I tried to look up tickets today and one of the sites was like $300 for lawn seats. I'm like, oh. What is the world coming to? They're also playing two nights. Like, they know their audience. Like, it's all just people our age who are just like, yay. 
Um, can I tell you what I did the week of my 40th birthday? Yeah. I went to go see Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was it? <laughs> um, so it was the most calm concert I've ever been to. It was in a theater. So I think in the whole the whole time, there was maybe two people standing up in their seats, like dancing <laughs> like this. But everyone else was just sitting in theater seats. And when the lights came up, it was just like a sea of white and gray. (laughs) She started at nine and we were both so tired. It was a Wednesday night. And we were just like, we have to outlast all of these people. (laughs) We're the youngest people here. That's such an adult thing to do, not knowing what you're doing. (laughs) it's usually nothing that's true <laughs> the thing we do is usually no no thanks speaking of a wreck i thought that joey was eating just a straight up piece of meat wrapped in a paper towel and just pouring mustard on it was it a pretzel it's a pretzel okay but it took a little while to figure that out i was like what is going on with that hunk of meat? <laughs> it was wrapped it was wrapped yeah, I I thought it was a sandwich for a while, but I was like, it's a weird sandwich that's just made of bread. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is that a pork chop? What is that? But Rachel is so snotty. Hey, Jamie. Oh, yeah. She's not having it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of them are so bitter. Like, Joey's just going to eat dust bunnies for dinner. It just starts to go downhill. And then, honestly... The person I had the most problem with during this whole episode is Phoebe. Because I'm usually like really love Phoebe, but she's just like, she's so like, yeah. And I'm like, what crawled up your butt? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm also don't understand, like, Monica is a lunch chef. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think they make a lot of money. (laughs) Although maybe in New York. Well, yeah, but like what fancy restaurant has lunch served? I don't know. And she wasn't the head chef like before this day. Like she's just a lunch. Because I was like, why is she home? Why is she just getting home from work if she's a chef? And then she says, oh, the lunch, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Did you see Chandler's like Ross and Chandler again? I thought were dressed very nicely, except he stood up and his pants were so pleated. So pleated. Oh, my God. So pleated. He he could have had, like, very wide hips, for all we know. That's why I was looking up, like, why do they exist? Why pleats? Why do we have pleats? Do you have something to share? I do. According to thehelmclothing.com, pleats were originally developed to be functional. They allow pants to expand when you sit, which is not only more comfortable, but it also prevents issues like puckering pockets and unnecessary seam tension. Oh, you know, all that unnecessary seam tension that you have. Yeah, actually, actually I do. (laughs) I haven't worn jeans or hard pants, as I like to call them, (laughs) since before COVID. And now my leggings, like, collection is so extensive that it's, like, overflowing out of my drawer. Mine, too. It falls. I have, like... Uh, shelves in the closet at the throne and they just constantly are falling out because I'm like not this black pair I want this black pair (laughs) (laughs) yeah this one is slightly stretchier than this one yeah 
This one has like a different sheen. Yeah. This one sits differently on me. Yeah. This one's high waisted. Yeah. I like those. <laughs> yeah, I I also got rid of all of my leggings that don't have pockets. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Because I need pockets now in everything that I have. I went for a run last week, which was like good for you. Oh, thanks. It was really sunny. I was holding my phone and I often will like just stick it in my sports bra because I had my headphones in and uh, I had my car key in my bra on one side and then um, I was just holding my phone and I, I thought it oh no I thought I had a pocket in the back waistband for my key and I didn't so I was shoving that in my sports bra and then holding my phone and then I got home and realized I had a pocket on my thigh oh no on those pants the whole time you gotta take advantage of the pockets I just, there was one on each side and I didn't even think to like check my legs. It's yeah. just like, it's not in the waistband. <laughs> it's the wrong pair. Speaking of fashion. Oh, I know what you're... Phoebe was wearing the same shirt that she was wearing in a previous episode. The newspaper shirt. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? I was like, we've seen this before. I read something that said it's like uh, the episode before this, maybe. She wears it in like the first half or something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I She's worn it before. Like, it's yes. made of newspapers, like satiny yes. newspapers. Yes. And did you happen to see what Monica comes in wearing from working at a lunch shift at a restaurant? Not at all feasible. <laughs> no! She, like, the, like the John Travolta collar thing. <laughs> I was like, you wear a t-shirt and, like, leggings because you wear chef pants and a chef coat. Like... Right. You would never dress up like that. A full suit? No. Unless she was just doing her purchasing. Had <laughs> a purchasing. <laughs> I, everyone was pretty annoying. I did like Joey's, uh, like, beige sweater thing. I don't know. It would like, it like kind of, kind of clung a little bit. And I was like, oh, he looks good. <laughs> I just couldn't get past the, like, weird hunk of meat in his hand. So oh. I couldn't see what he was wearing. Well. We can move on if you have yes. nothing else. Let's go to the coffee shop. Okay. Um, what happened there? Um, this is where Chandler approaches Jade. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and and Ross is sitting there with him being like, you can't do this. And he's like actually being the voice of reason. And Chandler is being super creepy. He's being awful. I don't like it. Like, especially like when he approaches him or approaches jade and he's just like i have to confess something i'm so sensitive and whoever stood you up is a jerk i'm weird and sensitive like that and i don't cry it out and i'm just like you are disgusting he is definitely opportunistic i'll give him that yeah gross you i do love that at the end of that scene ross gives him the best judgy face yeah <laughs> newspaper yeah he's just like Arr. do you want to know a little bit about jade Sure. That's this is the only time we see her. And she doesn't speak. She just says like oh You're or right. thanks. And she was born in Germany. Oh. She's German American and an actress. <laughs> <laughs> what else? <laughs> just that just those things. Um, she's also been credited with using the name Brittany Raich. R A C H E Raich Raich Rocky. She also made several appearances in Playboy during the early 90s as Brittany Raich. 
Reiki, whatever. And I thought this was a really helpful tidbit that she has no relation to Robert Powell, despite a popular misconception. I don't know who that is. No, apparently he's of Shaka Zulu and Jesus of Nazareth fame. I also don't know what those things are. Nobody does. I think that's from IMDb. <laughs> Good job, IMDb. But I did see that she was in That Thing You Do. Oh, another film I haven't seen. You haven't seen That Thing You Do? Okay. I, I feel Actually. like I've gotten this reaction like another, like, like multiple times in the last like six months. And I don't know who else said that, but like it was the same reaction. It was like, what? <laughs> was it me? <laughs> it, might, it might have been. She, well, she plays, um, a fan of shades, which will mean nothing to you because that's you... the guy that wears the sunglasses, right? Yeah, he's the main guy. Yeah, I know who he is. Okay, well, I have no idea what the movie's about. It's about a pop band in the 60s, like the Beatles, uh, 50s, except they're the Wonders. And Tom Hanks wrote it, I think, and directed it. And he's in it he's like their manager and he's wonderful and it's incredible and i like knew all the songs before i even went to see it they, the soundtrack came out and um it was really fun to go see in the theater because everyone was singing and it's like all, you know, all tom hanks singing. is so delightful yes in everything yeah. he does it also has um ethan embry do you remember him no he was in um can't really wait the redhead the main guy <gasps> Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, kind of doofy. Okay. Yeah. Cutie. Yeah. Yeah. He was my jam back then. He was a cutie for sure. Oh, yeah. The lanky, geeky, tall, like. Little bit of curls. Indie guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it also has Liv Tyler. Oh. Okay. Chandler's jacket is really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It's really terrible. I just can't get behind Chandler at all in this episode at all. Everything about him, I'm just like, you need to stop. <laughs> so. Canceled. Yeah. Canceled. When Ross and Chandler are talking before he goes over to Jade, there's a flyer on the table in between them that says something is happening on October 22nd. Uh-huh. And I and I was like, well, they're talking about his birthday. I should I should confirm that this is correct. Um, And he except for one episode in season one where he's like, my birthday was seven months ago and they say it's October, which would mean his birthday is March. Um, everywhere else in the show, he's born on October eighteenth, so it would track. Oh, okay, that. what does what sign does that make him? We've never talked about this. <laughs> Do you know anything about astrology? I was really and I had like an astro like a big old astrology birthday book uh -huh. um, in high school, and I like loved it. It's interest. I think it's interesting. I do too. He's a Libra. Okay. This says, just the first thing on Google, Libra, you may feel extremely good with regards to your finances. And that's pretty good for this this episode, right? Well, Libras are all about balance too, right? Like, I feel like he's one that can tip the scales, you know? Like, he's often out of balance. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. They're often concerned with attaining balance, harmony, peace, and justice in the world. They have vast stores of charm, intelligence, frankness, persuasion, and seamless connectivity, and they are well-equipped to do so. 
They are extroverted, cozy, and friendly people. <laughs> Ross is totally cozy. <laughs> um. Oh, but here's the Libra weakness. They want to avoid conflict at any cost, which means they put themselves last most of the time. Self-sacrificing nature is good for their loved ones, but leaves them feeling burnt out and unappreciated. Toxic um, positivity. <laughs> remember, I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Margarita? <laughs> oh, I love that one so I much. <laughs> so oh, good. God. Okay, so then they then they go to the nice dinner. We're, sorry, right before that, I really loved how desperate Chandler was, where he's like, we don't know Bob. We know me. We like me. Yeah. Please let me be happy. <laughs> and then we can go somewhere nice. Somewhere nice. Where, ev- like, all of Team Poor has water. Yeah. And everyone else has, like, multiple rounds of different drinks, whether it be beer and wine or espresso at the end. And at the end, they've all only drinking, like, a third of their coffee because they're yeah. so rich, they don't even have to drink it. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to waste it and pour it out. <laughs> said like three bites of his cake and it's just like oh who cares i'm so wealthy um i really really did like the uh snarky waiter though yes he was amazing where he's just like oh don't worry i'm gonna be right over here just waiting on the edge of my seat (laughs) i love him i wrote the same thing um a funny the only thing i could find about him his name is spencer cherishor which makes me think of Cherith cute story. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, Cherith cute story. So Spencer Cherishore played Bob in episode one of Dream On, which was their other show, Mark Coffin and Crane's other show before oh. Friends in 1993. He played a guy named Bob. And then this show is about like Chandler play. There's like this mystery Bob guy. I thought that was pretty funny. Interesting. Um, I also was like, I've never even tried to watch Dream On. And, and like, I hear about Dream On all the time. All these people who are in this show, like as extras, are on Dream On. So we should watch it. Okay. Did you notice the name of the restaurant? No, I didn't. It's Philo Sophie. It's P-H-I-L-L-O. Like Philo Doe? It's philosophy, but it's <laughs> Sophie, like capital S. It's all one word, but it's like Philo, like Philo Doe, and then Sophie, like the but it's like Oh my god. Philosophy. It's a stupid it's a stupid name for a restaurant. I don't like it. <laughs> I also wanted to ask she's so fancy, Monica, that she gets a beeper. I was remembering, did you have a beeper at one point? Yes. I didn't know all the cool things you could do with the beeper i just had one for my mom to tell me to call her so she i knew when she was going to pick me up from high school (laughs) i remember using the payphone at the don baggett theater and calling and being like what do you want (laughs) monica was like insufferable during that whole toast where ross is trying to like celebrate her and she just keeps interrupting i'm like god damn it monica just shut up (laughs) i know yes agreed she's annoying all this is annoying except the waiter he's the best well also she orders prawns when in a previous episode when mr heckles dies she says she's allergic to seafood when rachel wants to get the seashell lamp oh yeah Remember? And, Ra- and Rachel's like, oh, well, you're just going to have to eat the other lamps. <laughs> Ross also says um, in the next episode that 
he's allergic to shellfish or he's allergic to lobster. And he gets the same thing, right? Yeah, he gets prawns too. And then when he and Rachel have dinner with her dad, he again says he's allergic. They're just so rich and fancy that they just like blow past their allergies. <laughs> just give me a give me a hit of that EpiPen. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. I, I'm so rich. I have a bunch of EpiPens. It's fine. Yeah. But then Chandler runs in late because he was like with this girl being a douche. Um, I just have one more fact about beepers. Mm-hmm. I like I just started Googling beepers and forgetting they're <laughs> called. They were called pagers. And I was like, do they even still exist anymore? Like, do people even know what they are and do they exist? The first thing that came up is there's an app called Beeper, uh, which like no. sends all your social, like all your things like texts and Snapchat, everything into one app. So you can get all of it in one and not have to check like 10 apps. Isn't that what a phone does? <laughs> but you have to check all the apps. Oh. I guess. I don't know. I only text people. I don't have all those things. But then... This thing called spockholdings.com, whatever that is, says, yes, pagers are still alive today and they are embraced by the same groups who used the very first versions. And I'm curious if you can guess who is still using pagers and who they were first made for. I feel like they were business people in Generation X. Public safety and healthcare professionals. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So they said even with um, smartphones, pagers are popular in those industries because the paging networks are so reliable. Okay. I, that makes sense with like health professionals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's all about that. All right. Well, their ordering in this w- with this dinner is very interesting. And I have to say, Rachel orders a side salad Sometimes that's all I want for dinner Uh because I've eaten like a lot during the day. (laughs) And sometimes some places have a good side salad. Sometimes it's like Uh great. It has like grated carrots or something and it's not just like lettuce, tomato, cucumber. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My favorite are the ones that have pickled onions. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. My least favorite salad are the ones that put raw mushrooms on them nobody even people who like mushrooms don't want raw mushrooms on their salad no sorry that's a total like round table salad bar move (laughs) just throw the cheddar cheese and the ranch on top of the (laughs) top of the raw mushrooms call it a salad (laughs) put a breadstick underneath and it's a pizza (laughs) that's so true yeah. No one likes that texture except no. my ch- except my children. I can't get my child to eat mushrooms and I don't eat them. Court loves them. Ellie and Brighton both when I'm cutting mushrooms to hide in other things like lasagna, they're like, "I don't want that, but can I have like all of the raw ones?" And they'll just take them and eat them like apples. It's so gross. Okay, I'm going to try to give her a raw one. I tried to give her cooked ones. Because Court was like, mm, these are, I made them for him. And I was like, I don't eat it. That's gross. And then he was like, these are so good. So I gave her some and she threw them all over the floor. Wouldn't even try it because they just looked like a nightmare. <laughs> Everything gets thrown now. I also was, <laughs> I liked when Joey and Chandler are talking behind their 
no, Ross and Chandler are talking behind the menus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do they, like, not know that they're not soundproof? Like, Monica's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. I know. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and Joey's hair is so spiky. <laughs> so spiky. Yeah. And then after dinner, when they're divvying up the bill, it's, like, another thing where, like, Ross is just, like, taking control of everything. And he's like, so we're doing the tip and I'm doing this. Like, aren't they all adults here? Like, can't they just, like, put the money in that they all owe and then just figure it out? Like, why is Ross dictating how much everyone owes? Because Ross is controlling. He's a Uh, yeller. But also, yeah, I don't think at 25 or however old they are that we were were definitely not splitting as a group. We were like, I only owe that. Everyone was underpaying because they couldn't afford a tip. And... (laughs) We were always short, um, but everyone just like put in what they got. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I do really like that. Like they're all they're chewing on breadsticks because they're I know. so hungry. They're just like little like beavers or chipmunks. Like <laughs> Joey with this tiny pizza. <laughs> okay, so this is the this is where like I feel like Phoebe goes off the deep end a little bit with throwing her tantrum. And she's just like, is like, I can't handle it anymore. And like, Joey is so visibly uncomfortable. Like, he's just like, uh, like shifting in his seat and like trying to talk about money. And then as he's talking, like the rest of the friends who are rich are like, look even more uncomfortable. And it's just like, can't we just talk about this, you guys? Chandler's full body physical cringe is incredible. He's just like, okay. I know, he's like, Ugh. I hear you. Oh, God. I also, just to back up quickly, um, I really loved how Rachel went toe-to-toe with the waiter where he's like, and what would that be on the side of? And she's like, well, why don't you just put it right here next to my water? I know. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Phoebe's just like, I'm going to have the cucumber soup and have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, when um, Ross and... Uh, Chandler are talking to each other. I was trying to read the menu and I wanted my enhance, 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 oh. but from mm-hmm. what I could see, um, it did look like each, it was a seafood restaurant and each appetizer was like over $20. Um, oh, and then underneath it, it said like veggies and then it said potatoes. So it was like you had to order everything separately. So there was like no side seemingly. It was just like, I don't like places like that. I don't either. Then the desserts at the bottom, it looked like there were, like, 15 desserts. There were more desserts than, like, anything else listed. It was insane. (laughs) Also, did you notice the chairs that they were sitting in? A little bit, yeah. They were weird looking. They looked insanely uncomfortable. They looked like George Jetson chairs. Yes. They had, like, metal and, like... They did not look like restaurant chairs. No. And also, if this is a seafood restaurant, like a fancy seafood restaurant, is there a Thai chicken pizza? (laughs) I thought that was a really weird thing to have on on, on just any menu for a nice place. Yeah. There's no appetizers listed on the uh, menu I saw. It was just those four things. Entrees, potatoes, veggies, and dessert. (laughs) And dessert. Because the best thing to go with a piece of fish is just like a big pile of potatoes. Yeah. Right? Of course. Prawns. Prawns Prawns and potatoes. potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Some raw mushrooms. You're all set. Their whole conversation 
just spirals out of control once they start talking about like the the thing that they're gonna do or like and then ross finds finds out it's it's a concert and then he gets excited and then everyone feels bad and then chandler brings up ebola and it's just a total mess did you ever like hootie and the bluefish i did me too (laughs) i still do it's pretty great yeah I learned of them. So my parents had their CD that like cracked rear view mirror or whatever that first one was that came out or that was like super popular. Uh-huh. And um, I like my parents' music was all so lame. I did not want to listen to any of it. And then my cousin came over and she was like two years older than me. And she was looking through their CDs and she was like, oh, this is great. And she put it on and I was like, oh, what did she pick? Like, oh. I have to, I have to like that. Like, <laughs> and then I was like all into Hootie after that she she said that CD was cool so so then we go to the girls apartment and this is the denim skit that you were talking about yeah I love that Phoebe's like oh it's like a skit it is weird that they're all wearing like white shirts and denim yeah it's like it's like what second graders would wear to a skit And why do they like why did the costume people have to make them all match? It seems weird. But Phoebe's also wearing jeans with purple almost like purple New Balance sneakers. Like they're like kind of suede sneakers. Oh, I didn't notice that. And they just don't seem like her at all. They match the purple of her shirt, which it just the shirt seemed like her, but the jeans and the purple shoes, I was like, yeah. But then I think she puts on like a red jacket over it. I was like, oh, there, there, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Ties it all together. <laughs> This is where it like slowly devolves too. It's like they're trying to do a good thing where it's like we're we're helping you. Like we have a, like the the steaks and an eggplant and like we're we're like having a gesture and we're going to pay for your tickets. But then they're like, "Oh, it feels like charity." So? Yeah, it's like, "No, your friends are like trying to help you." And they're like, "But your nice thing makes us feel this big." And Ross actually has a really good point where he's just like we can't win with you guys. And then mm-hmm. they get even more butt hurt and it just spirals out of control. I think in my 20s, if a friend had been like, I'm going to take you to a concert, I'd be like, <laughs> like to even have a friend who made enough money to treat me to anything <laughs> would have been exciting. Especially like a, a concert that you really wanted to go. Yeah. Ross is like, could you be less enthused? And I didn't like that he said that line. That should have been a Chandler line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was way snarkier with him, too. It was just like, like extra jabby. Yeah. Speaking of Joey's hair is like out of control jabby. It is like frizzy, pokey, just like it's like he went through a dryer. (laughs) (laughs) It's just dumb. It's all dumb. It's all, like you said, spiraling and dumb. Yeah, it's it's spiraling into pettiness. So then we go to the boys' apartment, and they're getting ready to go to the concert, but Chandler said he had sex today. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds even cooler when Ross says it. I know. But Chandler's not good in bed. He's awkward and bumpy. I know. The, phone, the, the message that she leaves is so good. And, like, Ross's face... The whole time that she's talking, see, he's just like bumpy. <laughs> then they go to the concert. It's a really quick scene where they all feel bad with like looking at the three extra seats, and they say, "Oh, we miss them. 
Like, let's let's just go. And then the, then the concert starts and they end up staying. And then it cuts to the girl's apartment and their team poor is just playing sad charades. Yes, Joey's fingers. But Joey's so happy. He's so happy. That actually made me smile a little bit. <laughs> I loved it. It's so good. And Rachel's like miserable. It was so funny. And then when they cut back to the concert, it is like the most 90s thing. Like so many 90s people with their lighters out. Oh, yeah. Little Stephen Fisher comes by. Oh, my God, Sarah. This is like the whole like time warp again. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He is played by Chris Young. He was born in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. He's an actor, producer, director. He was in 18 episodes of Married People, nine episodes of Livin co-produced a TV movie called Killing Mr. Griffin, guest appearances in shows like Married with Children, which is fun because Christina Applegate was in Married with Children, and she comes on later for two episodes uh-huh. of Friends as Rachel's sister, Amy. And he, in 1997 and 98, was in Step by Step and The Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue. And after that, seems to have switched from acting to producing and directing. But his last credit in 2018 is for acting, so I guess he's oh. switched back. Okay. Yeah. But here comes the time warp. (laughs) But how old are they? (laughs) Oh, my God. So she says that she used to babysit him when he was eight, but somehow he just graduated law school. That does not compute. If they are in their mid-20s, like, she could never have babysat him. Unless they were like the same age, which means, <laughs> or he's like Doogie Hauser of law. N- none of those things no. <laughs> make sense. No. Yeah. And would a lawyer whose firm represents the band, but not necessarily the lawyer himself, he doesn't represent the band, his firm does, would he not only be invited backstage, but also be allowed to just invite randos from the audience backstage? And why wouldn't he just have been backstage for the show instead of faraway seats? Yeah, all the things. You have such great questions. (laughs) There's no answers. But then he asks, are you one of the ones that fooled around with my dad? (laughs) And we get a good glimpse into that in the next scene. But before we go there, Mm -hmm. I just want to point out, if you have a chance to pan out to the concert scene, the row behind our our great friends. There is a fantastic display of like 90s dancing by a blonde guy with a bowl cut. Oh boy. And a like a cream colored flannel. It's real good. It's <laughs> like real good 90s hootie dancing. <laughs> oh my god. Do you know where the name Hootie and the Bluefish came from? No, I have no idea. Please tell me. The lead singer, Darius Rucker, was inspired by the nicknames of two college buddies. One wore huge round glasses that made him look like an owl, and the other had big puffy cheeks that made him look like a blowfish. Oh, so it's literal. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Oh my god. He's like a big country star now, Darius Rucker. What? Yeah, I don't know much of his solo stuff, but I have heard his voice and been like, is this Hootie? And it's, it's definitely a different vibe. In the transition shot to the coffee shop, there's a shot of Village Cigars, like very prominently 
displayed storefront and it still exists in the village in New York City but above it is in the shot is a billboard that says like very very large RSVP gay vacations call your travel agent or 1-800-328-RSVP and I was just, I was just like wow that's that was like bold of them to use a shot that set that like talked about sexuality and like alternative alternative lifestyles or whatever it was viewed as then like in the 90s yeah they still exist as well rsvp gay vacations i went to their website (laughs) it's all gay men just having the best time on cruises (laughs) oh that sounds fun (laughs) lots of guys in speedos so for almost 40 years rsvp has created fabulous experiences for our community bringing people together from all walks of life to celebrate who we are in new and unexpected ways. We have warmly welcomed and entertained over 150,000 gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and straight-allied guests from around the world. But that's just part of our story. Our commitment to excellence starts with full ship charters of the world's finest ships, big and small. The magic happens when RSVP brings together great friends, legendary service, fantastic parties, and a world of exciting entertainment in a relaxed social environment. In 2023, RSVP returns with new all-inclusive options along with fabulous accommodations, delectable meals, awesome entertainment, thrilling parties, and so much more. We're dedicated to creating the absolute best value for you in every way. If you've been a part of the RSVP family for years, we can't wait to show you all that's new. And if you've never sailed with us, we make it easier than ever to discover why RSVP is exactly where you belong. Oh, they talk a lot about parties. Yeah, it's all just like, it looks just like a bunch of gay men in Speedos on ships is what what the website looks like. I didn't go too deep into it. Fun. So, coffee shop. Yeah, so they just dive into like, oh, how was your evening? All awkwardly. It's very clear that they all missed each other and they are so close, so close to resolving it. And then Phoebe sees a hickey on Monica's neck and it devolves again into just spiraling out of control. And the whole argument, like we've said a million times, feels really uncomfortable. And it's on the people who are broke to put up the boundaries and it's up to the rich people to respect the boundaries. And it's okay to say that you can't afford something. It seems totally unreasonable for the broke people to get mad at the other three for going to a show that they bought tickets for the, for everyone to go to. And you chose not to go. Yeah. Ross has a point. He says, hey, you guys could have been there. Yeah. But then Chandler's like, yeah, I feel like you're holding us back. That's, yeah. That's nope. not good. <laughs> you crossed the line there. <laughs> Why would Monica ever need to be paged? I don't know. Again, I feel like this is so convoluted. She doesn't need to be fired. Like, she's like, oh, I'll, re- I'll replace it. Corporate policy. What? Oh, my God. Like, this, it just seems so unnecessary. But I was watching it with Tyler, and he was like, wow, she's a really good actress. Because it, as, like, she's hanging up, her whole body is, like, kind of convulsing and like her leg is bouncing like oh my god oh my god oh my god and there are some like really subtle like body movements where she shows like anxiety over like reacting to this whole situation which was pretty good yeah it's hard to act like you're on a phone call (laughs) yeah just period and then to have to like escalate emotionally is 
Yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah. No wonder the show was successful. <laughs> I know. It is funny, though, that Joey just, like, takes the check, which is, like, $5, and then gives it to Chandler. And it's like, <laughs> do you have $5? Also, the waitress that comes over cannot read the mood at all. You would not do that oh, in here. front of someone crying. <laughs> oh, here you go. Are you, are you hungry? You hunky? <laughs> you need anything else? Oh, also, you owe me money. Uh, but, like... <laughs> Monica getting fired. A, she says later when Phoebe gets married that she's never been fired. Yeah, not true. But also, based on my own restaurant experience, and I'm sure yours, there is, I can guarantee there is much worse going on in the restaurant than free steaks. Like, there's far worse things that should oh, be yeah. fireable offenses. Yeah, there's a whole underbelly of the restaurant business. <laughs> But they, they all rally around Monica because in the end, friendship is what really matters. And then I was like thinking about cueing that full house. Oh, the, the, the violins. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else before the tag? I just, okay. Yeah, they come together around her, but the conversation is still not resolved. And it yeah. never is. And that really bothered me. It was just like, okay, well, yeah, we're sad about this. But like the bitterness and pettiness still stands. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hated this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just like, can we not be adults? Are we not adults yet? It's okay. Y- you can be adults when you turn 40, I guess. <laughs> We were more adult than this at 20. We weren't having these conversations. I mean, I guess that isn't adult, but like we were just ignoring, I mean, oftentimes in denial about being poor. That's true. (laughs) Or not doing things because we couldn't. I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. I'm just, I'm being as bitter as they are in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I like you. (laughs) Aw, thanks. You're welcome. I also love Joey being so oh, excited about Jade. So good. You probably read this fact already. According to the script, he was supposed to grab the phone and say Bob here when Jade called, but he missed and fell from the couch and the editors chose to go with it because it was funnier. It was funny. It, it was, was really good. I just love when he just pops up from the couch like, huh? Yeah. You don't see him for a while and he's like, oh. <laughs> a little so meerkat. Yeah, yeah. So good. Who one they all lost (laughs) i did think about this a lot because i'm like dude i think phoebe was the worst monica was terrible the next worst rachel was the next worst chandler isn't even on the chart because he was disgusting but i will say that ross probably may have been the best of the worst because at least he took a moral stand against chandler's shenanigans and he just wanted to have a good time on his birthday. Yeah. He did also try to be like, we don't have to do the thing. Yeah. Like, I just want to spend time together. I was also thinking about Joey and Rachel, like not, or maybe it was just Rachel being like, we don't have to talk about this. I don't want to get into this. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just leave it. And um, I guess that's good i can't remember if joey also did that but well no joey was at the dinner table joey was the one who who actually said the truth 
that was like, mm-hmm. this is making us uncomfortable. This is really hard for us. Rachel was kind of backing up and be like, we don't have to talk about this now, which I think both have value in their own way because Rachel didn't want to mess up Ross's birthday, but Joey actually had the cojones to actually like address it. Yeah. However uncomfortably he did. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I think that those three, Ross and Joey and Rachel all had morally redeeming moments, I guess. I think think there were moments of physical comedy that were pretty good that could win like joey's jumping for the phone chandler and ross doing their dancing and then chandler's like just cringe at the table just like <laughs> oh my god how he folded okay. into himself yes. like, uh-huh <laughs> so i liked those monica got a hickey i don't know is that she was awful and so was phoebe <laughs> they were probably the worst I give the wins to the physical comedy. Okay. We can say the acting one, I guess. The actors. <laughs> yeah, Courtney Cox won for her great portrayal of someone on the phone. <laughs> the bouncing leg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. No, I'm looking forward to the next one. I just, this one... As soon as I saw, because I didn't recognize the title at all. Yeah, I didn't either. But as soon as I was like, oh, it's the one with the dinner. I was like, no, this is one of my like least favorite ones. Yeah. So I'm glad we're past it. I'm glad we've matured to a point where we can just be like, you know what? I don't want to go to that fancy thing because I can't spend $200 on dinner. <laughs> yeah. I can't go to the Counting Crows concert. And dashboard confessional at the winery because it's $300. But you know what? I'm fine if you pay for me. Sure, I'll go. Oh, yeah. Anyone out there? Sure. I will. If you really want me to go, I will be there if you pay for my ticket. I will feel full sized. It will not feel small at all. I'm happy to take the charity. (laughs) Please fulfill my 17 year old dream. Even though I hated this episode, it was really fun to talk about it with you. I know. Yeah, even the ones that I'm just kind of like, meh, um, I still enjoy them. I still see something new every time. So, yeah, that's good. And I. We'll be here for you and there for you at the, all the times. <laughs> all the times. Let's go to you're, bed. You're the tops. Yeah. Let's go to bed. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.